What's up, Cal family? It's your boy, Rod Benson. I'm back. Uh, with the last pot of the year, I think. I'm not going to say I think. It will be. It's the day after Christmas. We're all tired. I'm tired. I'm probably tired of hearing my voice. I'm tired of hearing my voice. But we got to talk about this last game. Cal versus UCSD. Uh, how long ago was it? Four or five days ago? I'm curious how people are feeling about it. Because uh, <laughs> we won. And I would say, up until we got 36 points, they were tiny flashes, tiny bits of, okay, no, we are a good team, aren't we? We're better than the haters, aren't we? We could take this energy right into the Arizona game, can't we? Oh, man, uh, I'm less sure at the end of the game. Uh, and I'll just get right into it. I don't think this has to be a super long podcast episode. I didn't have a DVR the whole game. But I noted at 30, the, I think about the six-minute mark, Cal was up 36 to 17. Now, they had a lead as big as 24. But UCSD did, at that moment, what I have been suggesting Cal do all season. They just switched into zone. They switched into a basic 2-3. I have the game on in the background. I think it's the first time I've seen someone run a 2-3 against us uh, that I've seen that seems to know how to play it in a general way. I also want to highlight that I watch games differently. Like, especially as a player, uh, I would be very, very cognizant of runs while I was in the game. Like, while I was playing in a game, I would note, like, they're on, like, a 10-1 run on this. We got to do something. When UCSD went to that zone that I saw, it could have been earlier, but I, I didn't note it until six-minute mark. The score was 36-17 with 10 minutes to go in the game, something like that. The score was 50-45, to meaning that since that moment they put in that zone, over the next 16 minutes of play, we scored 14 total points. Now, that's not crazy except for you can when you consider that before then we scored 36 points in in about the same amount of time so I'm from 36 to 14 now I'll try to tackle this a couple different ways but the first way I want to talk about it is that that does work putting in that zone slowed us down enough to completely take us out of our offensive rhythm and then later in the game uh, UCSD would oscillate between the man and the zone to where even on TV I couldn't tell until like maybe the play was set uh, what they were in. And I can say that as an offense, when you're dealing with that, if you're not ready, it shuts everything down. Uh, the game is on in the background. It's now three minutes left and the score is 41-19. to 19. Cal scored the bulk of their points in that first three minutes. They're going to score nine more points for, like, infinity amounts of time. Uh, 
because of this oscillating defense. The second way I want to look at this isn't, I'm not even going to get into the Cal defense yet, uh, but it's to say we don't have a great zone offense. Now, I do think we have a very good offense. I think our players are quite adept offensively, passing, uh, rebounding. We definitely have guys who can shoot, slash, score from different levels. And I'd also say that our team has great timing in man-to-man. Once that zone kicked in, you know, I played a lot of zone as a pro, and again, I said this in few, uh, a few episodes ago, even pro teams do this. What Cal looked like, it's not, I don't want to get, you know, I try my best not to harp on the players or the staff. I played against professional 30-year-old men who still look like that when a zone comes out because it's a whole different, like, mindset of thinking. Uh, but I don't call that out just in a vacuum. It kind of lends to another point I've been making about what we do on defense. We clearly don't practice a 2-3 zone because if we did, our offense would be practicing against it too. I hope that makes sense. If I'm on a team and one of our priorities is a 2-3 zone defense, then every day, at least the second squad is participating against a 2-3 zone defense. And when it's their turn to work on it, the offense is practicing 2-3 zone offense. Whatever you practice on defense, you are also inherently practicing on offense. And I think it became clear in this last game that I don't think they've ever tried a 2-3. Put it in, thought about it, and again, that's not only not my call, I still am not even sure it's the best option, mostly because I haven't seen it, Uh, but also because it just might not be the right option. Still, I know for a fact it is not practiced because our offense looks like they have not seen a 2-3 to the point where our offense went from looking like something that I would say has been a standout of this team and of teams for years It went to looking dead. Anemic is the word people use in media. I'm going to say dead. I think uh, Monty was calling this game, and you can hear him say, he says stuff like, oh, the UCSD defense really turned it up. I don't know, maybe a little bit. Oh, UCSD can smell blood in the water. I don't know, maybe a little bit. The game's still on in the background. It's 41-19. (laughs) time has passed neither team is really scoring but that works to UCSD's favor because it's slowed Cal down it does make me wonder why there hasn't been much zone offense practiced maybe just so many teams and a lot of the best teams play so much man that it doesn't matter I mean we could be talking about a conference schedule I haven't looked at enough of the other teams over the years in conference to know maybe they all play mostly man, and we're preparing for that. Dope. I'm not mad at that as a concept. 
But holy good googly moogly super califragilistic, what the hell am I watching a score? Again, it's 42-19 on the screen with two minutes to go. Eight points for like the rest of the first, like from here till the rest of the second half, like the mid-second half point. That's not, not only not fun to watch, but it's not indicative of a team that is prepared in that specific way. Now, UCSD has just gone back to man in the video, but Cal's offense is a step slower now because of that. Uh, but I also want to lead to my last point, the third point. Sorry, the game almost took away my attention because it's like so mind-boggling. Um, we did go zone in the second half, and I think it saved us. Once we reached that 50 to 45 mark or somewhere around there, we went to a 1-3-1. It didn't work. I think they scored on that possession and maybe the next one. But then when we went back to man, they had to think about it more, and the game kind of reset for the rest of the game. We were able to hold on to that lead for the rest of the game. I actually firmly believe that, that going to that zone for those few plays just disrupted UCSD's offense enough the way it did us. Further, it was like a pretty – it looked like a pretty intense trapping 1-3-1 on, like, the wings. Um, you know, and part of the reason it didn't work in terms of – actually what stopping those particular two plays is because you got AMAC playing the middle of the zone running out to like 30 feet and then when they passed it back in if you're in that middle position your responsibility is to get back to the middle as fast as possible with high hands hopefully pre preventing someone from wanting to make that pass uh but also, also you have to be faster than the ball it's almost impossible it's a zone that's predicated on our team is so long that the other team's going to make mistakes before they can reach the right pass. And, of course, they just made two relatively easy-seeming passes and got a dunk. And I'm like, okay, 1-3-1, one, one, I don't get it. Because, <laughs> again, if, the, if, if, if I'm looking at where our defensive weaknesses lie, it is in not an AMAC as an individual, but him as a, as a schematic piece. I want to move him as little as possible or at least as much as possible in the areas he's most effective on defense. That is what a zone does. I haven't seen us play one zone that makes me feel like either of those two things are working for him. But he could have requested this zone. I'm not in practice. He could have talked about it. He could say, great, if we got to go zone, this is the one I like. That's why it's hard to judge from the outside. And I think, like, I don't know if my podcasts are satisfying to people. Because um, I think we're so used to getting hard answers. Like, tell me why this works. Tell me why this doesn't. I can almost get there with certain things. But there are a million, billion factors. Maybe they practice a 2-3 with someone who, who's hurt right now. And it only worked when, you know, they ran it and they lost confidence in it. And, you know, there's... So many things. Further, and I've given Madsen this credit before, I know he knows basketball. Right? There's no one who could be around it as long as he had, at the level he had, even a lot of times leading us to be in the same room, 
and not know what I'm saying. And I've also played on teams that had guys who just couldn't get it. Like, the problem with the zone is if one person doesn't get it, offense or defense, you're pretty much screwed. If we're running an offense and one guy doesn't know how to move right in the zone, we're done. If we're running a defense and someone doesn't move right in the zone, we're done. I played with guys where we really had to say, like, zone would be our best offense, but we absolutely can't run it with him, and he has to play 30 minutes a game, so we got to figure something else out. All of these things are factors. But they got to figure something out. I ended that last sentence by saying, we got to figure something out. We can't run it this way. We got to figure something out. We have a big enough sample size now. 11 games. Cal's 4-11. and 11. Essentially a third of the season. To know that our defense is atrocious as currently presented. But I can also say, in principle, I still think it can be decent. And I also don't think it needs to be more than decent because our offense is good enough. Point blank, period. Four and 11 entering conference play. Conference play. I don't know. Let me know in the comments if you think we can uh, go on a run. I wish we weren't starting against Arizona. (laughs) Who looks awesome? I know they're ranked number four right now because they just lost to Purdue, but they're a team that's on national TV quite a bit, so I've seen some of their stuff. I've seen USC, UCLA. Arizona is the team so far that scares the bejesus out of me. Uh, And I guess it's funny because when I was was a player there, like, I maybe should have, as a fan, maybe the, the fans had a similar fear because Arizona was always like top five. But uh, when you're a player, you don't think that way. So it's weird, like revisiting that fear. Like, oh, damn, like Arizona's got ballers. Um, I guess it's also, I'll end on like a slightly positive note. I think we got ballers too. I'm not going to sit here and say everyone's a lottery pick, but No. I just think there's still some fissures. Uh, And I'm hoping that with less transfers, more program building, we can end on the the season, at least if it's not a tournament run or something like that, on a a note that feels like, okay, these problems are getting hammered out. Now we just need to recruit the right pieces. Until then, uh, I hope everyone's holiday has been fantastic, as unstressed as possible. I think 2023 was a stressful year. Uh, If you're a small business owner, if you just are working, if it, you know, it's been a tough year. But I'm still here to say we have family out here. And not only do I wish you the previous happy holidays, I wish you a, 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 a happy new year. I wish the Cal basketball team, I don't know if any of you guys listen to this. I'm fans. I wish you guys a fantastic new year. I hope to show my face in the future as soon as I can afford it. <laughs> kind of kidding, kind of not. But at the end of the day, going into next year, I want everyone to feel their best. Uh, 
So on that note, peace.